0: nosy nancy's is a true crime podcast that deals with real life situations if you are sensitive to any of the trigger words this is not the podcast for you listener discretion is advised Hey all you nosies, I'm Aliqua.
1: And I'm Jasmine, and welcome to Nosy Nancy's episode 7.
0: We're on seven? episode 7. I know, that's so crazy to me. And we only have lost like 100 followers, so that's I know. okay. So. We're, we're doing pretty good. Your dogs are in the room, and my dogs are in the room, so there could be some background noise. But you know what? Our dogs are precious and cute, yeah. and if you can't take it, get out. Exactly.
1: Unsubscribe, like the rest of them.
0: Um, so there's been a lot of shit happening uh, in the world. I week. know. I like know. The, the whole Titan thing that happened. That was Isn't crazy. that
1: so fucking crazy? Like, I think, didn't they get, fit, they got found, right?
0: So... Well, the de- there was a debris field next to uh like not far from where the Titanic was mm-hmm. that they they are assuming was the remnants of the Titan Ocean Gates submarine or I don't even think it's considered a submarine. I think it's considered a submersible. But does that what is that what submarine means? Is submersible? yes <laughs> submersible? Oh. <laughs>
1: I remember seeing clips of, like, there were, like, news, like, news programs that had a countdown for how much air they supposedly had left.
0: Oh, my God. I was having so much anxiety because of that. Like, that is my biggest. I don't even like flying because I don't like being trapped in a, like in a can essentially like going through the air or the water I don't give a Mm -hmm. shit where it is I don't want to be trapped in like this tiny little vessel comparatively with like a group of people like that sounds I hate it Mm -hmm. so I I was just getting so much anxiety just thinking like putting myself in their position you know right well, and that's what I don't understand.
1: Like maybe if I had a lot more money, I would understand, but even then I don't think so because like why would you pay? The tickets were $250,000 per person to get yeah. in a in a in a submersible the size of a of a minivan
0: with no like seats. They couldn't they couldn't wear shoes. they had there was no regulations that they had to follow. It was an experimental thing but I, I think I think people who aren't billionaires um, i.e the rest of the world, we will never understand the, the like the need to like or go to these extreme like uh, vacations or whatever but like if you think about it, if you have all the money in the world, like, going to Jamaica seems so plausé, right? Right. Like, because for us, we're like, let's go to Mexico. I'm like, hell yeah, because get- we don't get to go to Mexico whenever we want. But if you're That's a billionaire, true. you can literally go anywhere. So I would assume, like, the need to, like to have like more extreme vacations Mm -hmm. is like higher I mean and I I suppose
1: that that makes sense because if you're signing I mean if I'm signing a waiver that says basically like you're gonna kill me today then I mean I I would think it would be thrilling you know
0: like if I wasn't terrified of literally my own shadow I and like there was a safe way to go underneath the water and see the Titanic, I love to see the Titanic that's a huge part of our history, mm. and not just that it's just eerie you know yeah like just being around that is is pretty it's pretty awesome I would say so i wouldn't I don't necessarily like be I don't necessarily disagree with their want to go down there, you know what I mean but like mm. i I still wouldn't do it you know I, I'm terrified of the ocean, so I for sure would not be. I wouldn't be no. doing
1: that, but I, I do have a Titanic obsession just because it is, like, that is one of my greatest fears is being, <laughs> like, on a ship yeah. that's
0: sinking. Yeah, it's so eerie, and it's so, I think, you know, and we're we're kind of, we're a little spooky. We're kind of spooky bitches. Kind of spooky and like, girls. Yeah, we're kind of spooky girls. So, like, you know, and we were raised in the 90s when Leo was, was Jack, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, there's... There's like a lot of like nostalgia there, I think. Even if even if we weren't alive during the Titanic's like mm-hmm. voyage, like we still were alive during the time where people like, where it was a big deal, you know what I mean, got yeah. rehashed. There's a lot of memes <laughs> about the situation. And like yeah. people are like, billionaires, fuck them. Yeah, me too, I hate billionaires, fuck them. But here's the thing. That, like, billionaire's son was, like, 19 years old, and he didn't even want to go on that stupid Yeah, approach. you
1: know, I did see that he was doing it, like, as a belated Father's Day. Yeah. Like, his dad really wanted him to go, so that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's super fucked up, and, like, he didn't... He was terrified. He, like, was texting his aunt the night before and was, like... I'm pretty scared, yeah, I'd be scared too. you're essentially going down to the bottom of the ocean in a fucking tuna can yeah you exactly. know what I mean and
1: can you imagine the entire time they were down there like the how the dad had to live with the fact that like he made his 19 year old son fucking join him on this
0: here's here's the thing is that what they think happened was that it imploded an hour <clears> and 45 <throat> minute into 45 minutes into their descent. Uh, they lost communication and mm-hmm. they and and they lost tracking which which would uh conclude that they probably imploded it takes 2 hours to get to where the titanic is it takes 2 hours just to get there yeah it takes 2 hours of a descent to get down to where the titanic was so so what they theorize um happened was that during their way down to the titanic uh, at an hour and 45 minutes they think the ceo the guy who was like manning the ship he knew that something was happening that he knew that it was going down too fast so he knew that the pressure was getting too too like too much yeah so he so apparently like he like he like uh let go of the sandbags because still they they still weren't resurfacing fast enough and they think that they just imploded but the implosion takes like a millisecond in order for our brains to even like render what's happening it takes like three to four milliseconds so they didn't even yeah. know that they died
1: see but i thought that they heard some like noise in the ocean that was like sounded like people banging
0: so they do know that they lost contact at an hour and 45 minutes okay we do know that on sunday and then on tuesday like a Canadian ship had heard banging underneath the ocean, but here's mm-hmm. the thing: is like, is like it. It could be literally, it could be anything. Right. Now they did say that another, like a U.S. Uh, government, like submarine heard a huge bang on sunday morning around the time or i don't know if it was morning they heard it on sunday at exactly or around exactly the time that that they had lost communication with titan so they now think that that's what that they now think that that was the titan um imploding so they heard it if it ends with gate it's you shouldn't do it i mean Um, ocean gate sounds uh, like a scandal already so watergate yeah bill gates (laughs) don't do it if it has gate on it don't do it
1: yeah what are you doing ask yourself questions
0: like i'm just glad they weren't actually stuck at the bottom because like how terrifying would that be Like, the conditions of that was, like, Mm. horrifying. Cold, it's dark. There's only 92 hours of air. And then after that, like, even if you get... Even if they got found, they wouldn't be able to be pulled back up because the technology for that just doesn't exist, right? Right. Right. So, basically, they would have died a slow, terrifying, horrible death. So, imploding is, like, the best case scenario for that. It's been a crazy crazy uh crazy week week, for sure for the rich yeah the rich folks Mm
1: -hmm.
0: hey thank god we're poor i know
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) yeah best week best week to be broke
0: (laughs) i mean i wouldn't even go to space i don't think would you no if you if you were a billionaire you wouldn't you wouldn't go to space with jeff jeffrey bezos (laughs) certainly not (laughs) no (laughs) What about with Elon Musk? No. Okay, I hate Elon Musk too. But I mean, I would. Would you say go to space with him? No, but I'd probably make out with him just a little. Ew!
1: Bit. Ew! Okay. Aliqua, stop! He gives me like the uncanny I- valley. Like he does not. Isn't that isn't that what it's called when somebody looks human but like really doesn't look human?
0: Yeah, but you don't like. I don't think he's like. Oh, you mean like. You mean like fucking uh what's his name Zuckerberg? He looks like like David. Yeah, like why are all these
1: like I do too without my eyelashes if I'm being serious. But yeah, why do I'll all just... these why do all these people look like I don't know, they look so fucked up, like little robots pretending to be yeah. humans.
0: Maybe cuz they are. But you're saying that you wouldn't Are you saying that if Elon Musk Da- Big Daddy Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Space, <laughs> Space Daddy Elon Musk. Ew! <laughs> if he, he are you telling me that if he came up to you and was like, Jasmine, I want to give you $300 million to to go on this cruise with me, you wouldn't fucking do it? Absolutely
1: not! First of not all, it's th- because it's Elon Musk and he's disgusting, and second of all, because I wouldn't be caught dead on a cruise anyway.
0: Okay, all right. Okay, look, I don't like Elon Musk either, but I'm just saying
1: he's not uh, that bad. Uh, he's It sounded not like that you do. Bad. It sounded no, like I don't. You, like you're I in love with
0: Big Daddy Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> if Tesla, Poppy, Elon Musk were to be like, hey, here's three hundred million million dollars and uh you got to make out with me a little bit i would take i would take, <laughs> is all i'm saying <laughs> does not worth make it is sh- that m- really just for a make out session you lie like you
1: no no should,
0: you lie anybody would just to make out a little kiss ew no uh-uh just no just if he put just if he put his little android lips to yours he still wouldn't do it. absolutely not no
1: no, I'd rather die a broke bitch. Even give yeah, Elon Musk a kiss. That's
0: gross. Did you hear about the, uh, speaking of Elon, Big Daddy Elon Musk and uh, <laughs> AI Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, did you hear about the fight? Did you hear about the wrestling match? That oh, gonna do? yeah,
1: they're going to throw down.
0: Oh, I can't wait. Are you joking? I cannot wait for <laughs> their... They're they're pasty, billionaire bodies to slam against each other like two fucking... (laughs) Like like two fucking prawns on my plate at fucking Red Lobster. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I cannot wait.
1: I feel like you'll be enjoying it for a different reason. The way that you're
0: acting. Well now everybody knows my secret (laughs) (laughs) who do you think would win though if you had to guess right now who do you think would win honestly uh i would i would think elon would win
1: (laughs) mark zuckerberg's like i don't know he seems too timid
0: oh yeah he's like a little baby fawn i know know what i mean
1: he's like a victorian child like anything's gonna take him out
0: yeah, he's so he's so fragile you know? fragile <laughs> Yeah. And e- Elon Musk is, like, I mean, he's, like, not, I don't think he's super tall, but he's, like, kind of bulky and thick. He's a thick boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be, he's gonna just be crushed, you know? Mark Zuckerberg, how embarrassing, really. I know, like, who got him to agree to that? I bet they cancel it. They're not really gonna do it. I bet their wives were the ones that got them to do it. I would, if I was married, I'd be like, "You should fight. You should fight Zuckerberg. That's like what you should do." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think. I don't. I can't see it actually going through. Honestly, I don't think that. I don't think they're actually going to do it. I think it's just hype.
0: Well, that's upsetting.
1: You know what else could go wrong? But I. I honestly think if anybody was going to cancel it, it would be Mark Zuckerberg. I think Elon would go through with it. Because he's, uh, I, I don't know, he seems kind of like a, a a little bit of a, like a loose cannon for some reason. Yeah.
0: He, well, I mean, he's the one that's shooting off into space and shit. He's, he does, he has no fears. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm, I'm just going to be severely upset if that doesn't come to fruition. Because, listen, I love a good... I love a good uh, celebrity mashup. You I know? do, too. Um, are you ready to tell me about this week's Austin Drowning? I am. I am. This week is uh, going to be
1: Randy Lexbold. And this is actually, you know, his sister, Lisa Faber, has actually come out. And I don't know if it's Faber. It's probably Faber. That's what I I'm going to say. Probably. And if not, yeah. then Lisa... I'm extremely sorry. Um, But Lisa's come out and um, done some interviews and she's been very vocal. So I will be uh, providing a lot of quotes from Lisa directly in this. Oh, good. So.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: um, Randy, he was found December 7th, uh, 2018 in Shoal Creek. um, And he was partially submerged, but his face was he was face down in the water so i don't know if he was like his body was half out of the water but his face was in that's what i imagine
0: i mean if he's partially submerged and it's been shallow enough for his body to be out of the water out of the water a little bit you know and shoal creek's one of those things um
1: you know shoal creek is it does get very very low yeah super low um But he was found partially submerged about a mile away from West 6th Street, which is where he was last seen. Uh, He was Mm. 48 years old. So he's not a college age kid, like kid. Um, He's an older man. The whole reason that he was in town was to see his daughter competing at the USA Junior Nationals swimming championship at ut he actually like came from irvine california so he was not uh an austin native i think he had worked
0: a few places previously in austin
1: but he was there specifically just to see his daughter competing so
0: Um, again another another victim who was
1: in from out of town exactly um the night that he went missing he was supposed to actually be meeting a friend downtown but the friend never showed up so he ended up going to the rooftop bar on 6th Street, um, according to his credit card receipts. He went there and completed a purchase at 1030 p.m., now, which the rooftop opens at 9. So he was Almost. only there for like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, that wasn't a late night for him at all. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, um Wow. That was the last trackable place that he had been. Allegedly, he texted a friend around like 1.30 a.m., but no idea what that text said. Um, Lisa uh, kind of doubts that it actually was him texting. She, think- she thinks he probably had already like passed away by that time and someone was on his phone trying to make it appear like he's fine.
0: Ooh, scary.
1: <clears throat> um, his body was found. So that was December the 6th that he was at the rooftop bar. His body was found the next day around 830. Um, okay. Police thought that he had just fallen off the West 6th street bridge. And they assumed that the fall had happened sometime between like 1 30 and 8 a.m. Friday morning. He wasn't seen on surveillance cameras at all. Like, around downtown the surveillance we talked about last episode with oh. Martin Gutierrez like just the cameras are fake they don't work they don't pick up anything well, um, I just
0: don't understand like that's obviously like at this point like the city of Austin should know that they're they're not the cameras being there is not enough de- of a deterrent like yeah. they need they need it to be actually working so that right. people can so that you can collect evidence
1: yeah yeah exactly like if if the businesses are having to front the money and for whatever reason they just don't want to then okay fine like put some up in the street and but the interesting thing is that there were like halo cameras um around the areas that he was in sergeant eric de los santos uh, had Ooh. said it just so happens that at that particular time our halo cameras were turned otherwise we would have caught that area so oh, oh my god yeah so they picked up absolutely fucking nothing when he was identified uh the police actually released photos of him to see if anyone could give any information leading up to the time of his, dis- his disappearance. So they were looking to see if someone had contact with him or video of him. Like if he had taken an Uber somewhere, maybe they had like a camera in the car, like just something. Um, and he was described as a white man, about six foot, 11, 200 pounds with dark blonde hair and blue eyes.
0: Okay, I actually saw that too, but then I like relooked, and I think he was only six foot one, and that was a typo. We'll say six one, you know, because yeah, I mean, I honestly,
1: was- to be a lank- to be a lanky guy for how much he ran, because he did like ultra marathons and shit. Fine. Yeah. Either way, yeah, he was a
0: big boy. He yeah, was still a big boy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, I guess, could not find it. Any, any information on him. Um, his death was ruled an undetermined drowning. And it was ruled undetermined because, according to the autopsy report, it's unclear if he simply fell, was hit by a car, and knocked over, or whether he jumped. So they thought mm. it's either of those three things. But because they couldn't guarantee that he wasn't hit by a car, then they're going to label it undetermined. They said immediately that no foul play was suspected. Even though his body had suffered extensive blunt force trauma, he had several broken bones and his lungs Mm -hmm. uh, were filled with fluid, which is what led to the drowning conclusion.
0: Right. Which Uh, now we know from last episode that you can totally Drown from secondary drowning, yeah, secondary drowning, drowning, like like you told us. Yeah, exactly. So you're you're so smart. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So toxicology showed alcohol and diphenhydramine, which is Benadryl, in in mm. his system. And alcohol and Benadryl work on the central nervous system. So mixing it can cause drowsiness and confusion because they're both sedatives. And that's probably another reason why it's just kind of easy for this to be swept under the rug as an accident. But um, I took to Reddit (laughs) to see how the people over there are handling it. And for the most part, like, it can fuck you up if you're taking, like, quite a bit of Benadryl and then you're drinking. But it just kind of depends on your tolerance for both things. Right. And being that he was, you know, 48 years old, it probably was not his first time taking a Benadryl and then having, you know, and I'm not sure even how many drinks he had. Lisa, um... She actually is accusing law enforcement of quote not revealing the truth and telling families in public that these water deaths are all accidents and none have any trauma. End quote.
0: Yeah. I mean they aren't. Yeah. They aren't being forth- forthcoming with like how they're how the how the remains are what condition they're in and you know they're yeah. acting like there's nothing.
1: <clears throat> no, that's very true. Um, She said that she received a call from police at about 7 p.m. Eastern time, which would have been about 6 our time, informing Mm. her um, of Randy's passing. She said that the authorities did not attempt to call the parents at all until a week later, and that the family actually found out about Randy's passing after hearing it from his brother's wife. So the police didn't even contact the parents they only contacted her and I feel like there's a lot of sibling involvement in these cases like Julio's Julio's sister Martin Gutierrez's brother yeah Lisa like I don't know if they're just specifically waiting to reach out to the parents for a certain reason or what or what
0: well I think probably the reason for that is that I would assume that most, because because of the ages of of the victims, mm-hmm. most of their parents are probably the older generation and don't really understand how to like to use the <laughs> internet to their advantage, right? You know what I mean. So it would make sense that their that their siblings would be would be able to take you know take to the internet and, and utilize the internet as far as finding you know more information about their siblings. You know, uh, because like yeah. if I. If I would, if I died right now, mm-hmm. my dad for, uh, you know, I don't know what to, like, he wouldn't know what to do. He would, he, he, there's no way he'd be like, I'm going to go on Reddit. He doesn't even know what Reddit is. He barely even knows how to open Safari, you know what I mean? Or Google. Like, right. So it would make sense that what's probably happening is that the siblings are just kind of taking over this part of the uh, investigation. You know, I
1: mean, that makes sense, but why are they having the fucking why are they
0: having the families do all of this fucking legwork? i mean it's the same with like the healthcare system like you really have to advocate for yourself if, you're, yeah. if you have a doctor if you if you have insurance and you have a doctor that's that was uh basically that your insurance like made you go to and they're not mm-hmm. doing what you want them to do it's it's up to you just to research and find another doctor that's in your you know your network or whatever yeah and same with Same with all this, especially in in Austin Police Department. Like there's not people are there. The amount of of policemen now is like so I don't know the percentage, but it's so much lower than than what it used to be in previous years, because I don't think people want to be police officers, which I don't fucking blame them. I don't want to be a police officer. Nobody likes a police officer. You know what I mean? Um, So they're just (coughs) there's not a lot of. There's just not a lot of people who can do the legwork.
1: I mean, everybody's suffering burnout if they're, you know what I mean? Like, there's only so long that you can do, do jobs like that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's why I was like, I mean, that's why I say it again. We should have a, we should have like a program where you can like go to college, bypass being a police officer and just be a detective. Yeah. That would make more sense to me. But what do I know? I (laughs) But yeah, so so they really have to advocate for mm. their for their loved ones. I well,
1: mean. well, and like I get it, but you know, and that's what's so shitty that I guess that's what I don't understand is why are they they're contacting the siblings, saying you know that no foul plays involved, whatever. Well, the siblings are the ones coming up with all the shit and being like, yeah, there's something like fucked up going on,
0: and well, yeah, but because. The,
1: but the police are like, no, sorry. Right.
0: Right. So. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know because I'm not, I don't, I know this is going to, this is going to come as a shock, but I, I don't work for the police department. I know. So they, I they, they've reviewed our, our, our resumes, yeah. but have yet to hire us. But yeah, we've tried. Listen, we've tried. But they don't want we're... quality. Apparently, if you finish a mile in like a day, it's too, it's too slow. Yeah. So whatever. Exactly. um okay so
1: the autopsy report lisa said was like full of errors um the first report that she saw was i guess apd has like a digital media um they like report that they released maybe or maybe it was when they were looking for like information but they they said that the condition of his body was quote bad and Ugh. they could not identify his age, race, or gender uh, at that time. Mm. So they could not tell even if he was male at the time he was
0: found, so wh- I guess. And h- and how long was he missing for?
1: Uh, he went missing. The last time he was seen was around 10.30 on December the 6th, and then he was found at 8.30 a.m. the next day.
0: Okay, there's no way his body should be in that, that bath. Like, yeah. No, not because of water, not because of, of you know, decomposition, and that's right. usually why. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, so that's what they had released um, digitally. When she saw the actual autopsy report... She saw that it had been ruined and ruled an undetermined drowning, and that blunt force had been a contributing factor. She said that the date next to the medical examiner's name was wrong, and that instead of using whiteout to correct it, they like just wrote the correct date darker over it. So that rubbed her wrong. She thought that that was like really unprofessional.
0: Yeah, Um, and it seemed seemed rushed. Yeah. Uh,
1: In addition to that, they listed the creek that Randy was found in as Waller Creek instead of Shoal Creek. So, completely wrong creek Uh, that he was found in. And then they also listed on the autopsy report they named the wrong arm for Randy's only tattoo. She said that... uh, yeah c- okay Incompetence. yeah
0: just a lot of incompetence right there
1: she said that um due to the amount of mistakes it actually looked to her as if they started out using like another victim's autopsy report and then just copied and pasted other details that pertain to her brother <gasps> like over it that was you know, the that sense is- that it gave her
0: that doesn't surprise me. I'm with her because if these, pe- like, first of all, we know we know because we've talked about it in other episodes that that we do not have a lot of medical examiners in Austin, and and the yeah. medical examiners that we do have, they are they are spread way too thin, and they're doing they're also in other counties as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that's how it seemed to her, and, and the Travis County Medical Examiner's Office is. Like, they have had scandal in the past as far as, like, they've had several questionable reports. It's been found that they have given misinformation and, like, falsely, like, just falsified documents.
0: Um, Yeah. And even, I think our head medical examiner, like, back in, like, 2010, I know it was, like, early 2000s. He... He moved to I, I want to say like like land, like Lufkin or, or not Lufkin but um he like moved up to like um, West Texas and then I think he went to like a completely different state and he was actually indicted for for like some criminal behavior and not not while he was here in Austin but but in in the different state. Uh So, I mean, whatever he was doing that was illegal up there... Surely he was doing doing down here. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would not
1: surprise me. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Whatever. We can't even go into it because we're just... Our blood is going to boil. Yeah, like,
1: shut up. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) fucking...
0: Listen, I'm pushing 40. I don't need high blood pressure. You know what I mean? Like, that's a whole... That's a whole other thing. Maybe we can get into it one day. Yeah. Like maybe for for a special or something. But Jesus (laughs) Christ. Yeah. High blood pressure. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to quote Lisa here
1: uh, as she talks about the autopsy report. So Lisa stated, quote, We were also first told by a detective that Randy had a head wound that was hemorrhaging and the head wound most likely caused him to go unconscious before he fell into the creek and drowned. The wound in his head turned out to be a deep puncture wound that, according to the report, caused blood around one of the membranes of the brain. So my first question is, how did he get that deep puncture wound that hemorrhaged and made him go unconscious before drowning? So the bridge, the Shoal Creek Bridge, is like a historical landmark because it's a, a mason masonry bridge. Right. Handmade of stone. So... I mean, if you're falling off of, like a, me- a, like, a metal, you know, if you're falling off of, like, a metal bridge, I would think that there would be a, a, a lot more chances of something maybe sticking out a little far far that could cause a puncture, puncture wound. But right. this is, like, s- stone. And it's very kept up because it's historical. So they come around all the time to, like, make sure that everything's good. So... Ugh. Um, Lisa also pointed out some additional injuries that don't add up like with the narrative that he just fell off the bridge. She said, quote, he had a broken right collarbone, broken right thumb, broken ribs on both sides and also in the front and back and a badly broken femur. His ribs were so badly broken they stated them as being misshapen on the autopsy report. Also, what was the frothy substance in Randy's lungs? That's not something that's formed by air and water. So, end quote. So, Mm. pulmonary foam, which pulmonary is the lungs. So, pulmonary foam is caused by inhaling water, which then mixes with mucus and air in a person's lungs, and it foams up. And this causes um, hemolysis, which is the destruction of, like, red blood cells. Um,
0: So he was alive when he was, when he fell into the water? Well,
1: that's what I think that they, I think that they kind of saw the foam, because obviously if you drown, like, the foam's going to be present. Um, Right. Even if you secondary drown, there's going to be, like, there is most likely some foam.
0: So yeah cuz the irritation and yeah like all and that. the foam
1: develops like very quickly like um if you're performing CPR on somebody who is drowning or or not who's drowning obviously but uh you know somebody who has um had a near drowning experience and you're performing CPR You're supposed to move anything, like, blood, like, anything in the airways before you perform CPR. This foam is different. You don't remove it. Like, you, Mm. because if you remove it, it's just going to keep coming. So. What
0: uh, do you mean? Like, it's just going to keep being formed? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to get
1: rid of it. You just have to, like, blow it back into the body.
0: Is sick. yeah, it seems like it's like caused by like the body's like def- like like I guess like because mucus is is naturally formed by the body. Yeah, right? exactly to keep like debris and stuff out of your lungs, so, right? Like, or your in your nasal cavities. So yeah, okay. So it just keeps getting formed. Yeah, and um, so it's just like my it's just like my exes. They just keep coming back.
1: They just keep yeah, <laughs> and new ones <laughs> keep getting get created. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Damn, I've never, been, I've never been called out so oh much in no
1: my life. no <laughs> so it it there was a study done because it's hard to differentiate drowning like an actual drowning from a post-mortem submersion. So a study um was done using post you know postmortem piglets. Um, to test whether or not the foam would still be present in the case of a post-mortem submersion. So piglets were divided into dry land controls, post-mortem saltwater, and post-mortem freshwater categories. Uh, they oh. did not see... There obviously was no internal or external foam detected on the dry land controls. Right. Um, The internal foam was seen in 35% of the freshwater postmortem and 40% of the saltwater postmortem submersion piglets. So literature shows that both external and internal foam um, exists in drowned humans, and then antimortem submersion in humans is already documented as producing the pulmonary foam. But the Piglet study shows basically that since the foam is also present for postmortem submersion, then the foam can't be used to support or refute a diagnosis of drowning. Basically, like, it's enough of a percentage of of postmortem submersion that you can't really use the foam to detect whether a person's drowned or not based on randy's injuries it looks like it would have been a post post-mortem submersion and the foam y- you know
0: comes well, up you can't yeah you can't tell because you can't like that's not it's just not enough evidence to say whether he drowned or he didn't drown yeah basically. exactly exactly i um, mean at this point they're just guessing you know yeah and
1: i think that that's what i think that they just are like looking for the easiest out because like if i found that study on the piglets then surely it's available to them you know what i mean Yeah. and i would think that if they were interested in actually investigating they would have been like okay well he's like been beat but and this foam is present but the foam doesn't really like conclude or deny like drowning so let's go ahead and examine like some of these injuries you know right
0: again it's just like they just didn't have enough manpower to do a proper investigation
1: yeah i mean it's that's what i think that they're just kind of going for the easiest fucking answer marking it as like okay good Drowning, you know, because there's foam present. If anybody looks, there's foam. This is why it could easily be a murder. Be marked as drowning. So now that we all know this that.
0: Is, I know. Well, this is why I, I, I really do believe the beginning of, of the Smiley Face murders. I really do believe that it was somebody who was either a forensics like student or mm. who was connected with... You know, some kind of law enforcement who knew the ins and outs of of investigations. Um, yeah, I would think so. I
1: mean, <sighs> um, so there were some other things that Lisa thought were weird about the report. Um, Lisa said, "quote The bridge is only twenty feet high, and there was some water from rainfall the night before, but I can't understand how his ribs would be broken so badly." They would have also been broken on one side, not both sides and front and back. Also, his femur was broken so badly that when our family viewed the body, his leg was bent in an angle from rigor mortis. I found it takes a thousand pounds of force to break a femur bone. And I know a fall of 20 feet into some water does not produce enough to do that. The detective also told me due to the trajectory of the body, Randy was not the victim of a hit and run in quotes. I've got a few, I've got a few things on this. Falls can be deadly from, from any height. It's very factor based, you know, physics. If you, if you're falling, you're going to like hit gravity and you're going to start to fall like faster due to your weight. Falls of like 12 to 20 feet are known to be fatal, uh, which is yeah. another reason that I, f- I feel like they're just like, yep, bridge is high. That's what that's what happened, bridge. Bridge is just yeah. high up there. Um, but falls from standing, you know, I mean, they're also can be fatal. Like Bob Saget, you know, he died from falling backwards onto a carpet and hitting his head. And- yeah, it,
0: it literally just depends on
1: on how you land yeah it depends on what you're falling on and how and how you land um like general median level of like a fatal fall is about 48 feet or like four stories uh you can survive a fall of like three stories um just the percentage amount that you survive just kind of varies um right majority of people survive falls of 20 to 25 feet. Obviously with like a trip to the hospital, you're most likely will like break some bones or break something, but it's not going to take your life. Um, and if you look at Randy's injuries, it does become suspicious because it does take nearly a thousand pounds of pressure to break a femur. A femur is actually known to be, stronger than concrete
0: well yeah because so, that's that's how we're like we're literally we're bipedal so like we that femur bone has to be strong enough to carry our weight at all times yeah basically
1: um and you it know? and it also takes like 742 pounds of pressure to break ribs so Oof. i mean there's a lot of bones broken that require a lot of pressure to be able to break and the ribs were broken on the front and the back side. So it's not like he, like you can't fall. Like if you're falling and landing, you're going to land on one side, either front and back or on the left or right. You're not going to have broken ribs just all over your fucking body. So badly broken that they're labeled as misshapen on your autopsy report.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense that he was walking (laughs) along 6th Street and, like, West 6th Street and just, like, came to this masonry bridge and was, like, and, like, slipped and fell over. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
1: I mean, and Lisa does not uh, buy it either. She actually doubts um, the story that he got drunk and fell into the creek, causing that amount of damage. Um, She said, quote, I believe he was targeted, drugged, kidnapped, severely beaten, punctured above his eye, near his brain for some unknown reason, and drowned before he was thrown over the bridge into the creek. The blood in his body settled in the wrong place for someone who died with his face down, end quote. So she even mentioned the lividity of the body was not in the proper place for someone who died face down. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, you know, I mean, they... The family members get more information, so I would go. I would trust what she's saying. yeah, you know? exactly.
1: And she did say, too, that there was water. So I did look at the weather, which you so kindly posted um in, yeah. in the discord for that day. And it was raining not heavily, but I mean, it was raining the night before, but Shoal Creek is known to flood out over the tiniest little fucking thing. You know, Shoal Creek is a major flood area.
0: And the way flash floods do work is that, like, I grew up on the Blanco River. So, like, it would happen with us. We would, Mm -hmm. it would not even be raining in Wimberley, but up, but upstream in Blanco, it could be raining. And then that would cause the river to rise, which would cause flooding. And then flash flooding means that it it happens suddenly. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it goes back down, you know, pretty quickly. Right. So, I don't remember it ever going down within hours, but that, but on a smaller scale, who knows? That's probably possible. No, he, it wasn't like his, his injuries doesn't seem like it would be, you know, consistent to somebody just falling off the bridge. Yeah, it, like, exactly. Cause like, like you said, especially if, let's say he was intoxicated, usually people survive fucking car crashes because they're intoxicated, because they're loose, because they're not, their body doesn't tense up. Right. You know what I mean? So if he was intoxicated and he fell off the bridge, the likelihood of him surviving is pretty high because his body wouldn't be tense when he hit the fucking, you know, water. We can't we can only speculate, but it does seem pretty suspicious that that not, that no foul play was involved. Right, you exactly. I mean?
1: It's fucking weird. Um, I am going to just wrap this up quickly because Lisa actually does believe in the smiley face theory. Okay, good. So um, Lisa also mentioned a smiley face sticker that was on the bridge railing with a thick red line drawn above the right eye, exactly where the puncture wound was on Randy. Um, In addition to that, Lisa said that a GoFundMe memorial page was set up by someone two days before Randy even went missing. And when I she Remember
0: hearing about that. When that she was creepy.
1: Yeah, when she offered this information to the police, I guess she had screenshots and stuff. They just weren't even interested in looking. This is stated quote, do you genuinely not care about our family members? I've been following and studying the details of many cases with similar circumstances. All our young men who are being found in the water. The same things happening in many other big cities too. It's not just confined to Austin. There are cases in Chicago, Illinois, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Casanova, Michigan, just to name a few. I believe it is an underground group of people with cells in different cities that obviously have good connections. I don't think it's just one person, end quote. So that is where we're at. Lisa's fighting the good fight and and trying to encourage other people's family members to you know
0: just keep trying to persevere yeah I mean keep an open mind yeah because we we really don't know what what is happening you know exactly um I am gonna go ahead and just jump into this because we have been on here for a long time yeah. so let's go ahead and get this going <laughs> but um uh, not that I don't love it but I mean it was just better. all that talk about about Zucky
1: and yeah the Musk <laughs>
0: Ooh, fucky <laughs> <No. laughs> Um This is the case of William Hurley. On October 8th, 2009, 24-year-old William Hurley vanished after leaving midway through Bruins hockey game in Boston, Massachusetts. Originally from the South, Will Hurley joined the Navy and was stationed in Boston, Massachusetts. It was there during his active duty he met his fiancée, Claire Labine.
1: No, that's not right.
0: It was there during his active duty he met his fiancée, Claire LeBeau. Okay. That's cute. I just, yeah, I just can't read my own handwriting. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he was a Navy uh, veteran. Nice, BTW. Yeah, Claire recalled later that Will had been up since four a.m. that morning and didn't really want to stay the whole game. So halfway through, Will called Claire and asked her to pick him up outside the outside uh, the stadium, less than a mile where Claire was ha- attending a college course. Okay. Um, so she's super close when Claire pulled up to the front of the TD stadium, Mm -hmm. she called Will and told him where she was. And he said he was on his way. And because she she couldn't park in front of the um, stadium, she decided to make a giant loop around the whole stadium, um, one time. So it's kind of like the airport where like, you can't Mm -hmm. like, you can like pull up, but you can't can't hang out there. Yeah. Right. So, so you have so she had to go around again.
1: Um, and she arrived there, like, she arrived the first time within, like, minutes, right? She oh, was only yeah. a mile away, and uh, yes. he had already taken off.
0: He was kind of, like, towards the back of the stadium, and she was at the very front. So he was walking, toward like, he was going to go around the side of the building and uh-huh. then head towards the front. The back of the building was um, Nashua Street. And then from Nashua Street was um, the Charles River, like, 30 feet away. Okay. So the river was, like, the Charles River was not far from the TD Stadium. Um, so while she was turning onto Nashua Street, she asked him where he was um, one more time to stay there. Um, she heard him ask someone in the background where he was, and the voice said, 99 Nashua Street. Then his phone cut off.
1: Well, he, he. Yeah asked somebody where he was and it was a man's voice that responded, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. So it was, okay. a, it was a male's voice in the background and he asked where he was. The male voice uh, said 99 Nashville street and then his phone cut off. Gotcha. So um, Claire put the address in her GPS and it said 150 feet away from where she was. Wow. So she was super, super close. Yeah. Um, by the time she was at the destination, Will was nowhere to be found. She did kind of call out, but his phone was dead and and she just and he just never showed. So she ended up going home because she thought maybe he would find his way back home or like maybe she didn't know what had happened. I know my man would be having GPS. He'd have a tracker in his brain. (laughs) I know,
1: He would never leave my sight. Like if you wanted to go do something, that's fine. I'll be like 50 feet away keeping an eye on you.
0: Yeah, you're like, that's fine. I'll be, I'll be four rows behind you watching everything you do. Yeah, listening so. Listening to your breathing. <laughs> Six days later, and after a thorough search from both the city and state police, his remains were found floating in the Charles River. Only eight hours after the authorities dispatched a search and rescue dive team. So wow. again, just like in the cases before, he shows up after after a thorough uh, search.
1: Yeah just pops up nobody finds anything during the the search but afterwards yeah just pops
0: up yeah um according to the original autopsy will hurley suffered blunt force trauma to his head eye socket and the and behind his left leg um toxicology reports revealed will hurley had low blood alcohol concentration Uh but it did come back as positive for ghb Mm-hmm. so that's our f- this is our first case where ghb ghb was is positively- positive yep because
1: uh, generally they don't test for it but in the case right. i guess i don't know what would have made well, them
0: somebody test. somebody well somebody was smart enough to be i think because of how he disappeared yeah i think they they were they were like intuitive enough to to go ahead and search mm-hmm. for that um this is a case of a good medical examiner yes because this in this case it's it's less a medical examiner and more of the police department in my opinion right exactly so ghb is a date rape drug that we know of um Mm -hmm. and that at a low dose it acts as a stimulant um and has a euphoric effect Which is pretty interesting, which I didn't know that until this case. But if you look at at the cases in the past, like Mm. with especially the guys in Austin, how they just kind of leave their group. If you're in a, if you're a, if you are on GHB, it's, it acts as a stimulant, which means that like, you're awake. You want to be like, you know, you want to go out and do things. You want to, but it's also euphoric. So, so you're feeling good. You know what I mean? You're like. So that would, to me, that kind of explains why they'd be like, I want to go for a walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I
1: didn't know that it acted as a stimulant at low doses either. Me either. That's Um, interesting.
0: Yeah. But at high doses, it causes sedative and hypnotic effects. Mm -hmm. Um, His death was ultimately ruled an undetermined drowning. And the local police department officially closed his case in 2009. However, in 2019, retired New York City homicide detective Kevin Gannon and his team were asked to re-examine William Hurley's case.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, In the original surveillance evidence, Hurley is seen walking out of the TD Stadium normally, but within 30 seconds, he starts to waver and sway, not unlike someone under the influence of excessive amounts of alcohol. So you could see... Yeah, you could see he walks out of the TD Stadium and he, he's walking normally and then he starts to text Claire and you can see his body starts to to weave and bob and he like kind of like stumbles around. Um, it's very, it's very surreal. It's, it's kind of bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, it's scary.
1: So he the probably cam- just had a little
0: like a little sip of s- drink when mm-hmm. he was in
1: there and probably how long does it take GHB to
0: yeah so it takes about it takes about 20 to 30 minutes oh okay So so if he's in so remember he left halfway through the game right and he's in a big is that i would assume the stadium is kind of big i don't know um but every time i've gone to like a hockey game in round rock or the stars or cedar park i used to go there a lot and the stadium wasn't huge but you do have to walk kind of far to get out from the bleachers into like the main area, and then and then the exits. You know, it yeah. takes a while. Yeah, so I could see how he could walk for like ten to fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? Just to get out of the whole stadium. <laughs> yeah, I am only five foot, and I I am like I am shaped like a baked bean.
1: And I do know, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I do know
0: that I walked slower than most, but I, I would assume it probably took him, you know, he was five foot eight. So I, I, I imagine it probably took him at least 10 to 15 minutes just to get out. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Uh, sometime between his phone call to Claire and her arrival at 99 Nashua street, his, he disappears and also drops his phone. His phone was re- recovered nine hours after <clears throat> his disappearance approximately 100 feet away from where claire had waited for him um that previous night so so they found the phone right off the right off the bat they found the phone right off the bat nobody did any kind of forensic testing on his phone when they when they found the phone um they did at first assume that somebody ran it over because there was damage to the phone Uh uh-huh um but not to this phone screen and this is a type of phone like back in the in, like back in 2009 where it had the keyboard that you opened it like oh a book, like the, the slide like the qwerty keyboard but it wasn't a slide it was like it was like uh you know it was like a book you open it up and there's a keyboard on one side and there's a screen on the other side uh, okay gotcha so there's a hench uh-huh. you know and you open it like a book If he had been stumbling around, it would be pretty likely Claire would have seen him. Originally, it was thought that Will's phone was run over due to the the damage it sustained before being located. Upon further investigation, however, it was determined by a forensic testing uh, that the phone did not have damage consistent with being run over. Mm -hmm. However, it did show signs of damage consistent with to someone like 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 tearing it like twisting it yeah Um, if they i think if if it's they've
1: determined if it's obvious that someone's trying to destroy a, a phone especially one that has like components to it that come out they'll do like a twist and separate
0: yes so that's what they did they twisted it and they separated it um and they also manually removed the battery. The battery. So the battery was yeah. So the battery was gone. Which is pretty I mean, if it got run over by a car
1: obviously wouldn't. the then, ba-
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The battery would still be intact. Um so that was pretty interesting. I mean that kind of shows human intervention, I think. Yeah, exactly. The toxicologist Sabra Butch-Jones also confirmed that the GHB found in Hurley's system was significantly higher than what's found naturally in the body's postmortem. mortem uh, Natural levels of GHB is around 10 milliliters. William Hurley, at the time of his death, had 18 milliliters. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jones also revealed that the GHB starts to affect between... Or starts to affect the body between 20 30 minutes she also confirmed that will looked under the influence of an altering sus- substance in the surveillance footage i mean he's a navy veteran
1: he's got his girlfriend on the way just a few minutes Yes. Yeah. Oh, not and then the man on the phone like
0: yeah and, and then his phone being like that yeah like his and his phone, phone to be destroyed
1: like that.
0: yeah that that to me screams that he was abducted exactly if you're gonna abduct somebody you're gonna grab them you're gonna take whatever they have you're you're gonna quickly you're gonna try to do as much damage as you can right and and twisting it and pulling the battery out is the fastest way to get to you know to to turn that thing off i mean he was clearly targeted yeah Yeah, clearly you know because how did how did he get ghb in his fucking system and he was awake since 4 a.m yeah he didn't he didn't really even want to be there it's not like he was it's like he went to the to the game to party you know right exactly he went because he was he was asked and he thought all right maybe i'll go for a little while but he didn't want to stay throughout the whole game boston police department theorized will had stumbled into to the dock upstream from where his body was recovered another fucking weird red flag that would mean his remains basically would have had to float against the current to have been in the area where he was recovered the police department theorized that he just like stumbled into this dock like went to the dock uh at in the Charles River and stumbled in and fell and drowned. But his body was found upstream from that against the current. And the only way a, a body can float upstream is if is if there's like an insane amount of wind. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Joe Fisher, a retired Boston policeman, noticed a pattern of three victims along with William Hurley and two other young men, uh, Michael Kelleher and Ed Moore, were found in that same harbor. Along with the three men in the Charles River where William Hurley was found, there were also two other sets of three drownings in other parts of, of Boston. Fisher also found on a utility box near the harbor where William Hurley's body was recovered um, eight hours after an underwater search a silver smiley face with three stars above its head spray-painted. So three stars... Yeah, three stars equals three victims. That's fucked up. It's crazy because there is a pattern, especially in Boston... There was there was sets of three people drowning in these pockets around Boston because there's
1: yeah, that's there's not a, not a fucking like, coincidence.
0: No, no, that's that is a that is a purpose that Dr. Elizabeth L- Lopezada, a forensic. Po- I know. Here we go. Another one. Dr. Li- <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Elizabeth Lopezada a forensic pathologist re-examined the blunt force trauma to Hurley's face. It was unlikely, according to Dr. La Posada, that will sustained these injuries by tripping and falling. She explained that when a person falls and they and they hit their face, the protruding points of the skull would be damaged only would have sustained scrapes and bruising on his chin, the nose, his cheekbones um, the eye socket and the indented part of the top of his nose would not have been affected right but but that's where his blood fo- force trauma was. He had a bruise from the top of his nose right in the indention below the um his brow, and it went underneath his eye socket his his eye socket. So um there was no way he would have sustained these injuries. Um, if he had just fallen flat on his face yeah um he would have had he would have had to been struck by something Mm -hmm. even if you even if you punch someone and they fall in the water (laughs) and drown like say say he just got sucker punched Mm -hmm. and they and then he fell into the water that's still a homicide
1: yeah exactly because someone's someone is performing an action that's causing you to
0: die yeah um, regardless how he ended up in the water we do know that he was under the influence of ghb mm-hmm. okay we do know that his injuries the blunt force trauma to his face was not conclusive to somebody who had just like tripped and, fa- and fallen even if he got hit in the face and he f- and he stumbled into the water that's still a homicide and they still should have investigated it as such yeah so i really think that this was a case of the police department not doing their job like thoroughly enough no
1: i i believe that that's not surprising i mean sadly each time we do an episode it's it all comes no, down it, to the way that the cops are handling these cases it's nothing new for like crime scenes to be trampled by the police and evidence to be lost and i mean there's no yeah. telling it's, like, it's about the victims, of course, but it's also about the families. Like, why are you having to to have these families watch you just not give a fuck about finding right. out what that, happened to their family member?
0: Hopefully, like, like, people like Detective Gannon, like, he is, he is being, he is trying his best. Like, he is, like, trying to get the local police departments to, like, reopen these cases. And in the case of William Hurley... They actually did do enough um, investigation after the fact that uh, the state of Massachusetts has like been in contact with William Hurley's mother to try and reopen his case. Oh well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that they get it uh, reopened. Me too. Me too. And hopefully we can do that with the guys here in Austin. That's why it's so important for people. If you do like our podcast and you are listening, like it is really important that you, you know, share our podcast to other people in the Austin area. Or like, if you know somebody that's into true crime, like tell, tell us, tell them about us. I mean, we like the more people we have listening to this the more people will be aware of what's really going on and how, uh, poorly these cases have been handled throughout throughout you know history you know yeah um recent history um but yeah so if you could share it or 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 talk to people about it like we it would it would do it would do uh the families of these victims a lot of a lot of good that's true um so i was going to be doing one missing person this week but there was, like, an emergency, so I'm doing two missing persons. Surprise. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, So the first missing person I'm going to do is, um her name is Tegan Webb. Her date of birth is eight oh, 11 I'm sorry, that's my birthday.
1: <laughs> her date. <laughs> Are you just trying to let me know her- your birthday's coming up soon? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um. <laughs> Her birthday is 8-13-2009. She's 13 years old. Wow. Um, she's she's five foot. She's 120 to 125 pounds. She was last seen wearing brown sweatshirt, black sweatpants, and black Crocs. Okay. Uh, Tegan was last seen at Walmart at the 4700 block of East Palm Valley in Round Rock, Texas after 7 p.m. on June 16th, 2023. Um, it is possible she traveled to Austin in a black vehicle. If you have any information about her location, please contact detective Doug Barner at 512-943-1221. I did post her picture on the, uh, Facebook group this morning. So maybe we should put that on the Instagram as well. Okay. Um, And our second, our second missing person, um, is Tanisha Titi Onifo. Um, she's five foot four, she's 180 pounds and she's six months pregnant. Uh, she's African American, she's homeless and she could be experiencing a mental health crisis at this time. Wow. So she's, she has been missing for a while now and she is kind of a priority because she is pregnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's also having a mental, mental illness crisis. Um, if you have any information, please call 254-672-6964. Hopefully we can get something out there to help find these ladies. I know, especially, I mean, they're both, they're both really a priority case because, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, if you guys do like our podcast, please share it <laughs> we We would appreciate it, and I yeah. think the people the people whose families were affected by this, I think they would really appreciate it. Too.
1: yeah, I think so too. and again, I mean, let's just get eyes on the on the street
0: so yeah, yeah, eyes and ears, eyes and ears out there. um if you do like our podcast and you have been with us for this whole time um or if you're just joining us, we do have a Facebook group it's nosy nancy's
1: podcast and you have to send a request but we'll let you in so don't worry yeah
0: don't worry um we also have an instagram you can totally follow us there it's nosy nancy's um we also have a tiktok now that's
1: nosy nancy's right no it's nosy nancy's podcast oh well let me
0: shut the fuck up it's
1: nosy nancy's
0: podcast look we do this every week but we sleep between episodes so like we forget everything yeah um it's a hibernation it is it's a don't don't blame us we're only human (laughs) um (laughs) we (laughs) i think um we also have a twitter but we're not really doing that yet but next week's episode is gonna be the listener stories so yes which we do have some we do have some, but we always want more because we're greedy. Yeah. We're greedy so little you, bitches, so send us your fucking thoughts. Greedy little nosy Nancys. Yes. So if you could please send us a, a story that you have, uh, you can reach us at our email at nosy nosing, Yeah, at gmail.com. <laughs> At gmail.com. <laughs> 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 <sighs> All
1: right, so next week we're doing the listener stories, so stay tuned. Chow. Okay. Why gotcha. does your chow sound like annoyed?
0: It. <laughs> okay, should I say it over again? I'll say chow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> La
1: vie, my friend.